0: Well, welcome to the Rise and Shine podcast, where we discuss filling your cup, embracing financial abundance, and designing the life of your dreams. My name is Diana Kendrick, and I am your host. And I am super excited to be discussing with you today why are you not getting what you want. This is a huge topic as a life coach, as many years as a life coach, I have people come to my office, um, successful people, generally happy people, depressed people, you know, people from all ends of the scale. And quite often they will sit down and say, I've got all the things, I'm not necessarily happy. Or if they're on the other end of the scale, if they're feeling really depressed, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this rut. Um, How can you help me move from here? So, who are you? Which one are you? Are you somebody? To generally, two types of people: people that have got it, got the happiness, got the fulfilment, got all the thing, or the other person who is seeking, the person that is searching. And quite often, the seeker and the searcher can show up in everything from overachieving, like I did for many years, overachieve, 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 overachieve looking for the fulfilment within the accomplishment. Really starting to associate what I did with who I was or who I was with what I did. So that's a really empty way to live. And yeah, or are you the, not necessarily the overachiever, but the the person that finds it really hard to take action is sitting on the couch, watching the TV, scrolling the Facebook, because quite often, unless you uncover what I'm about to go through with you, the sitting on the couch Old Johnny sitting on the couch is the same as old Johnny, totally overachieving in all areas of the life. Both of those things, unless we do the inner work, can come from the same place. So what I want to do is just get you to recognize, firstly, where you're at on that scale. Are you in full procrastination mode? Is your health suffering? Is your business suffering? If you're a business person, are your relationships suffering? Or are you the other end of the scale? And I'm not saying any is better or worse. Our mind, our association will tell us, well, for me in my model of the world, um, if I was overachieving, it was okay. The rules in my own head I made up was like, if I'm overachieving and accomplishing these things and kicking goals then I can feel valued and I can feel validated. But if I'm sitting on the couch and watching TV, I can't. But the funny thing is we each have each of those personalities within us right now. There is a whole webinar I do and it's in the mastermind of owning all the traits, owning the Johnny that's totally over-accomplishing and over-achieving to try and feel valued and the Johnny sitting on the couch who just can't get off his butt or her butt to take some action. So where are you? Which one are you? We are both both, but you're going to have a dominant personality, the one that can't move, the one that is stuck in fear and paralyzed by doing the research or having the conversations or never taking action or the total opposite end of the scale like I was for many years, total overachieving. You'd get one goal, you'd get the next goal and then after a week or two of the fulfillment, you'd start to crave again. It's a bit like this addiction. So I want to go through with you uh, right now in this podcast. Some of you can see this if you're watching it on YouTube. Hey there. If you're listening to this on Spotify or one of the other platforms, you can only hear my voice. So if you are watching it, I'm going to share my screen right now and you're going to be able to see this questionnaire. If you are just listening to this, I know a lot of you are listening to this as you drive or as you are falling off to sleep or as you're cooking dinner, then what you can do is subscribe send me a personal message on my Facebook, Diane McKendrick, and I'll have my team send you a copy of this questionnaire for absolute free. It is part of my mastermind, but I feel like it is one of the things that completely revolutionized and changed my life. And when you can uncover this and take, you know, probably allow, you know, realistically give yourself 30 minutes 30, 40, 45 minutes to go through this and really dissect your life so you can start to live more of the way that you're dreaming on of and that you choose. So like I said, there's those two types of people, both opposite ends of the scale. And some people get what they want and some people don't. So which one are you? Do you get do you generally get what you want in life or are you somebody that wakes up every day and through the filter of you going through your day it's like I'm always last nobody ever considers me I never get what I want? And fully in that sort of like victim mode. So which one are you? And neither, once again, are right or wrong, but I just want to help bring up some awareness of the patterns and the paradigms that you're living prior to getting into this questionnaire. So as a lot of you know, I was a personal trainer for many years. Actually, I worked in the corporate world and I did really well. And then I moved on to like another life, feels like a lifetime ago. I moved on to being a personal trainer. And I was noticed something. I noticed some people did what I said and other people didn't do what I say. So me being the inquisitive little soul that I am, more so than training their bodies, was like I really wanted to get a deep understanding of why some people did what I said and other people who paid the same amount of money, invested the same amount of time, they trained hard when they were with me for the hour, but then they would go away. And some of them literally do their personal training session with me and then drive through on the way home from their session, would drive through Macca's or KFC and get the big thing, get the big massive meal and hoe it down and eat it up. And quite often only got busted because one of my other clients or friends had seen them go through the drive through and was like, hey, I saw so-and-so and And I'll be like, oh yeah, what time was that? oh, 11 o'clock on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, great. So that was like directly after their training session. Um, The beauties of living in a small town, right? Um, I pretty much was born and bred here near Ipswich where we live. So we all know it's, it's fantastic. Ipswich gets a bit of a hard rap at times, but really it's pretty special. I went out for coffee not so long ago before all the restrictions. And legit guys, I saw six different groups of people or six different people that I know within the space of one hour sitting in a coffee shop I was like hey hey how are you oh my gosh hi how are you oh I went to primary school with you six different people so if Switch gets a bit of a hard wrap um it can it can be a bit rough out here sometimes but what that proved to me was small communities how can you feel depressed when one of your highest values is connection and growth and you go out for coffee and you see six or seven different people that you know that really fills your cup up. So my value is what we're talking about today. My value is connection and growth. So when I'm seeing those people, I'm feeling lit up. I'm feeling excited. But can you imagine if one of your values and you were tended to be an introvert, you were quiet and you wanted to stay away from everybody. So if you saw six or seven people in the coffee shop, it might be your worst nightmare. So it's a little bit the same as me, as, as when I was a personal trainer. Once again, the two contrasts of people, the people that would do what I say, the people that wouldn't do what I say. So I was digging deeper. I was exploring more. I was really wanted to, you know, the people that would do what I say, it's science. Your body is science. If you have more calories um, out then in and you move and you stretch and you do a bit of resistance training and you really look at what's going into your body it's not rocket science it is science it, it'll work so why weren't some people doing what I said and I realized guys and that's what this podcast is about I realized they weren't doing what I was offering because they didn't value their health and they didn't value what they looked like the people that were doing what I said and what I was offering and coming, investing their time, effort, energy, and money valued either their health or they valued the way that they looked. So I realized that I was actually training people's bodies through their mind because your body is science. If, like I said, if you do the thing, you get the result. But what I wanted to start working with is why aren't they doing the thing? So that led me on this discovery of values. And if they didn't value, and I'm using this as an example, obviously, because it's what's quite, quite close to my heart. And I can't help you as a personal trainer, if you don't value your health and you don't value, um, for some people, it was what they looked like, and that was a, a big enough driver for them to do the work, then that's going to carry over to all areas of your life. And this is what I find. Many of us are creating a life around somebody else's values. So this is why things seem really hard and that they don't work and we're not lit up when we get up in the morning because we've all got the subconscious values in our subconscious, in our brain, in our mind. But not all of us bring them to the conscious mind and actually design and consciously choose what our values are. So as an example, when you're a small child, you are raised by caregivers, parents, uh, preachers, teachers, uncles, and aunties who all have their own agenda, who all have their own set of values. And quite often, because the masses won't do this work, they are actually living somebody else's values. So in that age group from one to seven, where you have no filter, you're listening to your parents, you're listening to your teachers, you're listening to your uncle and aunties or your caregivers. And what naturally happens developmentally is that you take on their values. So the things that are values in your life are the things that you won't compromise on. If you look at your behaviors and what's happening in your life, we've all got a set of values. What we're not all aware of is actually what those values are. And you cannot design your dream life until you consciously know and are aligned with what your personal values are. So here's an example for me, I was listening to society. I was a swimmer, I got a gold medal at the national titles, and then I traveled for two years and I came back and The subconscious or the societal expectation was for me to go and get a job. So I went and got a job and I was working in shopping centers and I worked my way up and I wasn't living a life in back then that was truly aligned with my core values. I was living a life that was designed around society's core values and the collective's core values which back then in my interpretation was to get a job, a nine-to-five, to buy a house, to get married and go to work every day or marry a man, have kids, he goes to work every day and I stay home and look after the kids. And moving a little bit more into my life before I started this, this deep inner work, that's exactly what happened. So I had the job. I did the nine to five. I found an amazing man. Luckily for me, he's incredible and amazing. Um, he had the job. So he went out. We decided to have kids and I was staying home. But what was happening for me is I was feeling really unfulfilled in my motherhood because it wasn't aligned completely with my values of growth and connection. When you're at home with a baby all day, my um, mothering and nurturing instinct was being fulfilled, but my growth and connection because I felt isolated with from people. Every model of the world is challenged when you have a little person that comes along and their survival depends on you. So here I am at home. i had lost all sense of identity and who I was because I'd became a mother. And once I was an overachiever, and you can't really overachieve in motherhood because you've got this little human that's waking up at all hours of the day and night and wanting things from you that you just don't feel like you can give. This is my experience. I don't know if it's yours, but, you know, I worked with mothers. I worked with so many mothers in this transition from before being a mother into being the mum and then that, you know, pretty much falling to pieces and having to go through this deep inner work of finding our values, determining what they are for us and then creating a life around it. So that's a little bit of my background, where I've come from. I was living society's values, got the job, got married. Lucky enough for me, it was an amazing man. I decided, we decided to have kids, but then I was feeling unfulfilled in my mother role because it wasn't completely aligned with my values. But I had no idea. I'd never even heard the word values. I just knew how I felt. I knew the pain point. I knew that when I was waking up several times a night and I was exhausted, tired, and I was feeling like I was failing as a mother, and then then therefore wife as well, because I was always tired, I was always grumpy, I started to eat rubbish food, I stopped exercising, I started to put on weight, and I lost myself until one day it got so painful that I actually had to make some changes, and I started to do more research. I didn't hit rock bottom, but I got pretty low. I'd hit rock bottom before I met Gus. Um, and many of you I know sort of sort of pinball in and out of that, so I want to give you a tangible real thing that you can do right now, and we go into depths in this in the mastermind. This is just the top this is just the top of the iceberg, and even uncovering this will completely revolutionize your life and help you open up to something ah, so much more desirable in your life. the the reflection I get from so many people that I work with, I work with thousands of women globally now helping you design your life. This quite often when I was doing one-on-ones, I've I've stopped doing the one-on-ones. I go one-to-many now. Um, Quite often, the biggest thing for people was the values. They didn't know what their values were. They were living somebody else's values. The moment we uncovered it for them, your whole life changes. You don't have to work harder, do more, and do the thing. You literally, your, your life just opens up and blossoms like this flower. You feel like you're on the path when challenges get bought your way. Basically, what's just happened for us, Gus, uh, Gus is the breadwinner, having been an international pilot for Virgin. We are in the min- uh, in the middle of coronavirus right now. We woke up one morning, got the phone calls. Sorry, dude, you don't need to come to work until we don't know when. So income, gone, boom, like that. And so, yes, that's a challenge. But when you are on purpose, when you understand your values and you're living a life designed around your values, that doesn't make you hit rock bottom. The difference with it is when you're on purpose, which is another podcast earlier on in the series and also part of my mastermind, when you are on purpose, These things that usually would have like flicked you to rock bottom just become a really fun challenge. I'm not going to say it's not hard. There has been hard moments, but it hasn't totally consumed me and just dropped me to the bottom of the barrel because I ain't no good to no one down there at the bottom of the barrel and neither are you, particularly if you're a parent, particularly if you're a mother and you've got little ones and a partner and probably some of the community relying on you to show up. So let's get straight into it, guys. Let's uncover what your values are so I can help you start to really design and make some really solid, sturdy decisions and choices in your life that are going to help your life blossom and bloom and flourish. And when I say your life, I don't just mean your life as a whole. We break it down in the mastermind into several different areas and we master the several areas. So we look mainly at health, wealth relationships, finances, obviously contribution, spirituality. We break it down into bite-sized chunks and through the mastermind, I give you out all the information. It's all pre-recorded. Two biggest challenges is I can't afford it and I don't have time. So I literally have just kicked them in the butt for you. It's only $80 a month, which if you are interested in personal development, you can afford. And if you think you can't, you will find a way. And the second thing, time. Guess what? It's all pre-recorded. So you can listen to it like I do with my stuff as I'm going to sleep, as I'm cooking dinner, as I'm doing my morning walk, as I'm driving. If you're committed to this and living your best life, you will find time to do it. So there's some information on that at the end I'll tell you about. But for now, let's discover our values so we can start living the life that we dreamed of. Stop living the life that you think your parents or your teachers or your uncles or your aunties or those people around you want you to live. So let's uncover it. I'm going to share my screen here. And like I said, those of you who can't see this, I'm going to go through it and you can PM me and I will get you a copy of this. Okay, so all the Zoomies, you can see this. Oh, sorry, all the uh, YouTubers, you can see, see this. It says, uncover your values, live the life of your dreams. So like I said, you will not be able to live the life of your dreams while you're living somebody else's value. It is impossible and there will always just feel like there is something missing. If you know what I'm talking about, raise the roof. Feels like something's missing. Even when you're making these accomplishments, even when you're doing the things, you wake up in the morning and there's just this feeling in the pit of your stomach that's just like, oh, something's missing. I just haven't quite got it yet. Or something like coronavirus hits and you lose your job, you sole purpose, your identity and you hit rock bottom as opposed to going, okay, this is tough. This is hard, but it's a challenge and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to turn this challenge into an opportunity, see the gifts in it, and absolutely grab it by the balls, squeeze it, and make it whatever I want to make it, okay? So you all have the ability to do that too. And this is what what the podcasts are directed to, the masterminds, the retreats that we run, everything is all about you showing up in your truth and designing the the, the life that you want the way that you want it. But we can't do that until we know our values. So the first question that I was asked, and I really just invite you to take some time and space, allocate yourself 30 to 40, 45 minutes to sit and go through this. Because these are questions that are really important, but not a lot of people will ever ask you. I mean, you're not going to sit down over coffee and have someone say, hey, what do you feel your personal space, uh, personal and professional space with? You know, more along the lines of if you're going for coffee, like, oh, did you see what she was wearing? Oh, oh geez, the weather's changed. It's really cold today. Blah, 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 blah. Cultivate the relationships, guys, that challenge you. Not the small talk. Yes, there's always space and there's a place for small talk. But if you're working with me and you're part of the Diane McKendrick Rise Up community and culture, we want to get, we want to go to the stuff that really matters. So this is all about values. If you have a coffee date, even if it's virtual because of what's going on, pull this questionnaire out and say, hey. I heard this really cool chick offer some information today. I've got my answers here. I want to hear yours because you're going to be the one then that can go and help somebody else to do this. Okay. So question number one, what do you fill your personal and professional space with? So what I want you to do is have a look around your bedside table. What is on your bedside table? What is on, like, if you look around your house, what's your house, like, what's the artwork on the walls? Have you got lots of artwork around you? Or have you got, like, tools scattered across the bench? Or are you like my husband and every surface that you look at is an RC, remote control car or plane or battery or battery pack or something to do with planes and cars and boats? So for me, I was working in the corporate world, which you all know I shared that earlier, and thinking I was just going to be this, this corporate worker that earns a million dollars for somebody working for someone else, someone in charge of my time, the time I have my lunch, the time I have my holidays, well, I thought that was my thing. It wasn't. So I looked around my space and always, guys, for as long as I can remember, even when I was a swimmer, back in the day when I was a kid, on my bedside table was a journal that I would write in. I was always really drawn to rocks and crystals, even as a kid, bringing my mum rocks and collecting rocks and then making pets out of them. So just natural nature stuff. When I was in, in the corporate world, I looked and I read this this spreadsheet for the first time this questionnaire for the first time obviously i've added it and twisted it and made it mine now and um, a lot of the stuff i read wasn't as deep as i wanted it to be so i've just taken it that level deeper i'd look at my bedside table and there was essential oils on there there was always a journal on there there was always books like a pile five, six, seven deep of personal development books, even to the point where I was in America one day and we went to a market and I think I bought three or four personal development books and the people that we were with looked at me and made a joke going, what are you some kind of personal development junkie? And funnily enough, I was so offended in that moment because I was like, oh my gosh, they're judging me. Maybe I've got something wrong with me because I just have this insatiable drive to learn more. Little did I know it was because one of my biggest values is growth, personal growth and empowerment. So if we look back through the milestones of our life, through the dots that have been scattered, look at what we keep in our personal space right now, that's going to tell you a story and it's going to be a huge giveaway, a huge clue to what it is that is one of is your value okay so what do you fill your personal and professional space with there's some space there for you to write your answers go ahead spend five or ten minutes just writing 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 not filtering not thinking about it just literally look around and write what you've got in your house question number two how do you spend most of your awake time what do you do? Once again, look at what you spend your time doing and go through and list it. Don't filter it. Um, what I did for this one is I got really specific. It just depends on your nature. But for me, I wanted to top the class, even though there wasn't a class, but I wanted, if I'm like gonna spend my time on this, I'm gonna do it properly. So what I did for this is I actually wrote down, I wake up and I spend this time to this time doing this. And then it's this time to this time driving to work what do you listen to while you go to work? What's on, what's on the, what, do you, what am I listening to? And then I was at work from this time to this time. What did I do in my lunch break? So I literally listed out hour by hour the day and I wrote in there and that showed me very clearly what I spent my time doing. So we want to uncover what you are currently spending most of your awake time doing. So go through that Question number three, how do you spend your energy most and what energizes you? So guys, what's that thing that you do that you lose track of time? It's so hilarious because my husband was coming to me and we were talking about values and soul purpose. And I said, well, Gus, what is it? What is it that you spend your energy and your time? What energizes you? And because we're consciously competent at it, we don't even realize we do it. Sometimes it's hard to track down. And then we realized he was having trouble discovering what it was. And I said, well, what do you actually do? When I go to bed at ten, eleven o'clock at night, you disappear down to the shed. And quite often, it's like one or two or later in the morning that you come to bed. What are you doing down there? And he's like, oh, my gosh, I just lose track of time, the planes and the trains and the remote control and all the thing, he just gets down and goes, oh, I look at the time and, and listens to a podcast or some sort of personal development as he's, you know, gluing and tinkering and putting all these planes and trains and boats and cars, RC cars and things together. And says, The next it's two o'clock and I have to go to bed. So that would be what he spends a lot of his time doing. And he didn't even realise he did it until we broke down his time, looked at what he did and then it was like, oh, okay, so it's planes and it's boats That's his value, tinkering with things, using his hands, working things out when things don't seem to work, engines and mechanical stuff. When it doesn't seem to be working, he gets a real thrill out of working out what was wrong with it and putting it back together, like my worst nightmare, honestly. Um, But he loves that and he loses track of time doing it. So what do you do and where do you spend your energy? What energises you and you lose track of time? Write that in down there. Again, no filter, just write, 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 write. Okay, question number four, what do you spend your money on the most? So most of that you, I work with, particularly if you're in the mastermind or if you've worked with me before, you will have a budget. We start quite simple and we make it more in depth as you start to grow, your budget grows with you. So we nurture you through. So you've got a really um, finite budget so you can see what's going on in your finances and in your lives, But in your life. But what do you spend your money on? Scan your eyes over the last couple of days or the last couple of weeks. What did you actually spend your money on? So if you're on the thing, because it's all shut down now on, on, on COVID coronavirus style, but if you're online shopping and you're buying clothes and clothes and clothes and clothes and clothes, then you spend your money on clothes. That is my worst nightmare. What have I spent money on over this time that we've been in lockdown? Audiobooks, books, growth, investing in myself because my highest value is growth and one of my highest values is growth so i want you now to scan an eye over what you've been spending your money on and that will tell you a huge 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 clue to what you value you will always find money for the things that you value and quite often, again, you're consciously competent, uh, unconsciously competent at it. You do it without realizing, which is why it isn't at the forefront of your mind, which is why we have to dig it up and go, this is what you're already doing by making it too hard for ourselves. Let's just get rid of all the noise, get all the gold nuggets out like I could explain in the mastermind through the sole purpose. Get rid of all the dirt, get rid of all the noise, get the gold nuggets that this questionnaire is going to help you uncover. Rinse and polish them off, glue them, melt them, mold them all together so you can wake up and live the life of your dreams every single morning. But guys, it starts here. This is question number four. We're going to go to question number five, organization. Where are you most organized and ordered in your life? Let me say it again. Where are you most ordered and organized in your life? Once again, if you put a fine tooth comb over your life and dissect the little bits and pieces that you're doing daily, What do you love to be organized and ordered in? And you might have to go deep because you're already doing it. You don't even probably realize that you're doing it. But there is something in your life that is ultra organized and super organized and you don't have to try at it. And you're already doing it. So I want you to write down there. Feel free to share these on the Rise and Shine page as well. Rise and Shine meetup group on Facebook because it's going to help other people if they read yours and go, oh, they're really organized in this, 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 and this area. I didn't think about that, but so am I. So then you're going to help people. So pop up there where any of the answers to these questions. Where are you most organized and ordered in your life? All right, those of you who can't see this picture, it is such a cool picture. Um, YouTubers, you're gonna be able to see it, but the people listening on Spotify or the other platforms, you can't see it. But it's a photo of me dressed all in black in my tights, just crunched down into the running position about to start a race. And the look of my eyes like complete focus like a lion with its eye on the prey. It's a really cool photo. You guys need to get over here and have a look, go to YouTube so you can see it. Okay, question number six, focus. Where are you the most reliable, disciplined and focused in your life? Once again, where are you most reliable, disciplined and focused in your life? For me, before I realized, I've always been so disciplined with my exercise. I actually started to think there was something wrong with me. I would look around and be like, why why is it so hard for people to exercise before I know this information? Because I'm so focused on it. Because one of my highest values is health. And from my understanding, if you exercise, it increases your health. It increases your vibrancy. So for me, I was always disciplined in it because within me, without realizing, I valued my health. So, where are you most reliable, disciplined, and focused in your life? Right, right, right. There's some space there to write all of your answers. If you're listening to this, let's pause it and just send your mind. Where am I really disciplined? And, and, and what am I on time for all the time? What will I not compromise on? Once again, it's something that you're already doing and you probably don't realize you're doing it. So, we want to bring it up to the surface so we can start to mold it and play with it and have a little bit of fun with it. So that's focus. Moving on to the next question. Question number seven, thoughts. What did you inwardly think about the most? So the year is 2020 and we all tend to be quite busy. Busy, busy, busy. Who knows what I'm talking about? Our brains go a million miles an hour. Our bodies are trying to keep up with these brains uh, and quite often we can't. We've just been put into lockdown with, with the COVID virus. When you're not thinking about all the things that you've got to do and filling your brain with the chatter, what do you think about? What are your deep most inner thoughts? Just as you're drifting off to sleep at night, that twilight period before you go to sleep, where does your thoughts go? And if you're just sitting there sort of daydreaming, what are you thinking about? I can guarantee when I'm sitting there, sitting around now thinking, it's usually about my family or it's about my business. And I've got to catch myself because I think, oh, my gosh, my husband probably doesn't want to hear another word about my business because I'm nearly obsessed with it. I'm so excited about business and possibility and growth because, guys, it meets all my values. So I have designed the business around the values. And it started with this questionnaire. So for me... What I think about most is my business and how I can help people and what's the next product, what's the next service that I can, what's the the podcast topic going to be and what have I heard people talk about this week. I did an online workshop, my first one the other day. I got several qualifying chats this afternoon for people to come to the retreat and I'm thinking about it, 10 o'clock last night, Sunday night, sitting drinking a warm cacao with my husband Gus, we have a debrief every night. And we sort of, not sort of, we um, rate each other. We rate ourselves and our performance through the day. And then we rate each other and their performance through the day. What did you do? What did I do well? What did you do well? What can I improve on? What can you improve on for each individually? And then we do it for each other. It's so powerful. But anyway, as we're sitting there, grading each other pretty much it sounds really methodical and robotic but if you want an inspired empowered relationship with yourself and your beloved or your significant other or your business partners then this is a process that I'm that is in the mastermind and I'll do a podcast on it probably in the next couple of weeks but it will completely revolutionize your relationships therefore your life so go into guys what are you thinking about in your head all of the time when you're not being busy when you're not being distracted with the busyness of life where do your thoughts get magnetized towards so spend some time thinking about that now and just write it down even if it's like the most crazy things that you'd feel embarrassed to write down don't worry nobody else has to see this And I'm going to give you something that can neutralize the feelings of worrying about what other people think anyway. So your thoughts, what do you think about the most? They're there and they're knocking on the door. They're like, hello, listen to me. I'm trying to give you a clue on how to live the best, most incredible, amazing life. Okay, question number eight is visualize. What do you visualize and manifest the most? So once again, scan back through the past. What is it that you visualize that's actually come true? For me, you can see in this picture now, if you're watching it on YouTube, I was up in front of 8,000 people here at a Tony Robbins event. And I had been, I'm in the front row. My friend, Eric Balance is there with me. He was my partner for the week, Date with Destiny. Tony is about two meters away from me on stage. And I have visualized, since I knew who this guy was, speaking beside him. I spoke beside him this day. You can see me here in this picture. And I visualized it and I visualized it and I visualized it. My thought process or the top part of my thought, my ego, all the thing, the fear told me, you don't know what to do. You're never going to even get in the front row. You don't know what to say. You can't speak. You're shy, blah, 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 blah. But if I was honest, my visualizations quite often went to standing on stage next to a person of influence who was changing thousands of lives. So for me, this was the clue that I needed and the clue and the visualization that helped make this a reality for me. So here I am speaking next to Tony on stage. What do you visualize the most? What do you manifest? Look back through your life where you've thought, oh, I'd love to do that. And then the opportunity just popped up and there you were. You could do it. So go through that question. It's a really powerful one. And of course, I love that photo because I'm up there speaking next to one of my biggest mentors and one of the biggest mentors in the world. Okay, we're nearly to the end now. Question number nine. Self-dialogue. What do you internally talk about to yourself the most? We've all got it. We all have the internal dialogue. We don't all listen to it. So what I invite you to do right now is ask yourself the question, what do I internally talk to myself about the most? For me, through my processes, it was always like, how can I help more people? How can I do that better? The primary questioning, which we speak about in the mastermind. And yeah, it was always about, you know, growth and connection and how I can show up in a deeper, sturdy, solid way. So can you see now by me just giving you these little glimpses of my own questions, how you can really start to feel and see and recognize that I am living a life aligned with my values. But you cannot do that unless we uncover your values first. So anywhere in your life that you may feel like you're not getting what you want and you're working really hard, quite often it's because you haven't a lot recognized and aligned your values so here's an example i like to use i'll use it here now as we're talking about self-dialogue um, so in my life i wasn't getting what i wanted for so long my health was where i wanted it to be after i discovered this and then i went through my values and i realized that my finances were sitting right down the bottom So I had a beautiful business. I had a very successful business in terms of helping people with their health, their mindset, their life, their relationships, but there ain't no money coming in. Like I really struggled to make ends meet in terms of my business. So I said to myself, why is this? I revisited this sheet and this values questionnaire that I'm doing. And I was like, "Ah." I wasn't taught to value money. I wasn't taught to value my finances. There down the bottom, the internal dialogue was telling me as long as you've got, um, as long as you have integrity, as long as you're showing up, as long as you're doing your best, as long as you're looking after people, as long as you're being honest, the money doesn't matter. The internal dialogue around money was like money doesn't really matter. So I've had to change that. And what I did, guys, was link. Health is my highest health and then family and relationships and growth, all of that and growth. And so what I realized is money was down here and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to link it. I go through a linking process in the mastermind. This is my highest value and you're going to uncover this through this questionnaire. This is my lowest value. I can almost guarantee the area in your life you're struggling with where the gap is, it's because it's your lowest value. It's not because you're a bad at it. It's not because you weren't taught how to do it. It's not because you don't have um, the... Uh, you don't, because you don't have the resources to, to fill the gaps, you've got it all there at your fingertips. It is simply because you don't value it. It's not important to you within, in your subconscious mind. So what we can do is we can link it. Let's uncover through this questionnaire, what is your highest value? Mine is health. Mine, my lowest was finances. Okay. Well, if I had more money, I could buy organic food. If I had more money, I could go see the energy doctor that I want to see that costs $3,000 a month. I need money to do that. If I had more money, I could pay for my kids to go see that person too. If I had more money and more finances, I could you know, see the best personal trainer in the world, which I have now. If I had more money, I could, so we linked it. My finances, when I linked it with my highest value, went from here, struggling, hard, nothing working, to like, zoop, and I look around and go, oh my gosh, how did I just do that? It seemed too easy. It's the recognition, it's the acknowledgement, it's having a mentor, it's putting yourself in and around the right people, it's doing and taking time, 30 or 40, 45 minutes to do something like this. So commit to yourself. You deserve it. Answer the questions. If the thing's coming up, oh, I don't know the answer. That's hard. Talk about it over coffee. Ask someone else. Share on um, Rise Up, Rise and Shine, meet up the the answers that you do get because then somebody else is going to go, oh, her answers are this. I'm going to share mine. So then the question that you couldn't get, maybe you're going to get from somebody else as a reflection from somebody else. So powerful. Okay, we're nearly there, guys. Stay with me. Social dialogue. What do you talk about most to others in social settings? So if you're at a party, what do you find yourself wanting to talk about? I I tend to be quite an introvert, so I wouldn't really talk much. And there were some questions or there were some conversations that I would just sit there and kind of passively listen. But if somebody started talking about exercise or food or business, now that I love business, my ears would pick up and I'd be more engaged in the conversation, even if I was sharing or not, because I tend to be quite fairly quiet and introverted. I'd be more engaged in that. Now, also, this is really important. The most, the deepest introvert, if you choose to talk about, if if you're at a party or you're somewhere social with an introvert, if you choose to talk about what they value, they won't be an introvert anymore. Think of it like that. If you are an introvert a bit like me and you go somewhere, what would get you talking? That's going to give you a massive clue as to what your values are. So what do you talk about most to others in social settings? If you're not a talker, you're a bit more an observer like me, what would engage you rather than just passively like just sit and listen and then sort of be in your own head? What would engage you into a conversation? What if somebody started talking about, um, well for my husband it's planes right if we were out for coffee and the, the i'm just sitting listening and he's a listener and observer as well someone started talking about planes his eyes would light up and he would start to share and he w- would have offerings and he'd lean forward and he'd be engaged in that conversation if we started talking about um i was going to say flowers or gardening he, I was, but that's not it because he loves flowers and gardening as well if we started talking about something he was totally not interested in, for for example when they start talking about planes I get this glazed over look in my eye and I try really hard to look like I'm listening but I'm just not interested I don't understand it It doesn't light me up what does light me up is that him and usually his friends that talking about planes they light up and they start chatting and I'm more interested in watching them light up and wondering why and just enjoying them having that really beautiful interaction and listening to the language like I observe because my, my thing isn't, isn't planes, it's growth. So what lit that person up? And then I heard what I'm telling you now is when you're engaged in something, when you're passionate about it, when it's a value to you, you'll light up and I will stand back and watch the pattern of the conversation. So that's what I would get enjoyment out of. So in social settings, who are you? Are you the observer? Are you the engager? What would make you more engaged? What would make you wanna share? What's that dialogue? What would you be talking about? Don't filter it, write it all down right here now. Question 11, we are so close to the end guys. What inspires you the most? Even as you were a little kid, did you read books and just feel so extremely inspired, inspired by things? What inspires you most? That's an easy question. Dig deep, go down, get the answers, pop them in there. Question number 12, long-term goals. What are the most consistent long-term goals that are coming true? So look back, scan over to the childhood. What did you think you wanted to do when you grew up and what keeps coming up for you before you were told you couldn't do it? Because a lot of us had a dream and then the adults around us without realising helped us crush it, feel like we weren't worthy or good enough or we didn't know how because they're trying to protect us so what is that thing that constant long-term goal that you've always wanted and little bits are starting to come true around you or you notice it in other people go to that and have a look at the long-term goals it's going to tell you a really good story about yourself okay question number 12 learning what do you love to learn what do you love learning reading studying or listening to the most Pretty self-explanatory. What do you love to learn about, read about, study or listen to? Write them all down there. Straight down, boom, 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 boom. No filter. Just get them down on paper. I really would recommend handwriting these as well. Okay. Another one. Long-term goals. What are the most consistent long-term goals that are actually coming true? I think I just said that one. Yeah, I'll have to change that. All right. You need to do that one again. What are the most consistent long-term goals that are coming true for you right now? And this is a photo here of my book. And that was obviously a long-term goal for me, inspire, educate, empower, growth, connection. That's what a book's about, being an author, going through the fear, the chronic fear, the chronic pain that I was in because of the fear and still doing it anyway. And a lot of you know, just went Amazon bestseller this week. Actually, it was last week, Amazon bestseller. Boom, dream come true. So guys, that's a really quick... We'll go back up to the top. That's a really quick overview of your values, and I want you to uncover those. I want them to be at the surface for you because unless you know them in your conscious brain, you're going to keep reacting to life, you're going to keep getting pulled up into other people's sole purpose. Has anyone ever felt like this? You've got the things you want to do for yourself, and then you find yourself going and picking up somebody else's kids or dropping the trailer off or dropping the table over here or picking um, the chair up for that person or whatever it is you get pulled into other people's sole purpose by the time you go you're going to set clear boundaries you go through this process you will learn how to set clear boundaries you will learn how to say yes when you mean yes and no, when you mean no, which means you can say yes to yourself more often, which in the bigger picture of life also means if you're saying yes to yourself uh, from a holistic place, that you're helping and saying yes to so many more people. Many of you have heard me say this before. If you're a parent and you've got children, or if you're a position of influence and a person in the community, people don't necessarily do what you say. Your kids, definitely don't do what you say, or maybe they do, but mine don't. But what people will do is an energy and vibration. They will do as you do. As a leader, as a mentor, as a mother, as a parent, the people around you pick up on your energy and vibration, and they do as you do. So it is most important to go within and say yes to yourself, set clear boundaries, get some clarity around let me stop that share, get some clarity around you and your life and your purpose and your goals, which we go through in the mastermind. If you're interested in the mastermind, take action right now, www.dianemckendrick.com. D-I-A-N-E, McKendrick, m c k E-N-D-R-I-C-K, diamondkendrick.com. All the information that you need is there. It's $80 a month. We take you in depth, looking at your sole purpose, your core values, and how you can start to design your life around. And then it becomes so much easier. Such It's just like a breeze. And like I said, the things that used to take me to rock bottom now become a really exciting challenge of what is possible. And You know, another really cool thing is that you get to hang out and proximity is power. You're going to be part of a mastermind and part of a community that is cultivated by me from the ground up. And that is very important. That is priceless. It's not what you can find anywhere. I've spent a lot more time cultivating the community even than I have then working on content. And you will all feel that in the work that we do and the beautiful community that is part of this work. We're well, not part of this that, is this, that is this business. So this is about you. My business is about the people and getting you the things that you want in your life. So then you can go out and help others do the same. Remember to... Always step up, take the next step. Remember, it's the little things that you do every single day that make the biggest difference. Carve some time out to get this this questionnaire done. Don't listen to the voice in your head that's telling you you don't have time or you don't know how. We all have that voice and you all have a choice on whether to listen to it or not. Sit down, carve it out, do it. And remember, people, don't let not knowing stop you. Take the next step before you know what to do and your life will absolutely blossom and bloom and open up before your eyes. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you on the next podcast.